0: On today's podcast, we'll be talking about what I learned eating my way through Italy with my family. Welcome to Feeding the Family with Dr. Kristen, where we help you navigate the challenges of feeding your family and learn about the role food plays in our health and relationships. Feeding and food relationships can be stressful, confusing, and even destructive. I'm Kristen Saxena, a pediatrician and mother of four who's been researching and sharing what I've learned about feeding for over 10 years. In this podcast, I'll share my experience and expertise to help our kids and ourselves with everyday survival tips for real parents. This podcast is about progress, not perfection. So let's get started. Welcome back to Feeding the Family with Dr. Kristen. I'm your host, Kristen Saxena. On today's episode, we're gonna be talking about what I learned eating with my family in Italy. My family and I love to travel, but like most families, our family's been a little more homebound in recent years due to factors outside of our control. Uh, We've definitely taken the opportunity to do a little bit more traveling around the United States in recent months, but this month, we embarked on our first major international vacation since 2019 we went on a cruise from Rome to Venice in Italy. And as memories of the exhilaration and exhaustion that accompany international travel came flooding back to me, I realized that now that my kids are a little older, so our youngest is seven and our oldest is almost 14, um, I can do a little less cat herding and be a little bit more mindful and present in the moment when we travel. And as no surprise to anyone who knows me, one of the things that I was most excited for on this trip in particular was the food. I made no secret about my intentions to eat my way through Italy, and although I know that the Mediterranean diet is generally considered one of the most heart-healthy diets, uh, I could not imagine how all of the pizza and pasta that I anticipated shoveling into my face could possibly fall into that category. So... As you might have guessed, eating in Italy was not exactly what I expected. In many ways, it was better, um, though not exactly the gluttonous feeding frenzy that I was looking forward to. What I did come to understand is how Italians tend to have better health and healthier eating habits, um, how establishing good eating habits at home with my kids makes eating with them in foreign lands a truly enjoyable experience, and how traveling abroad can make you truly appreciate eating better Back in the good old U.S. of A, um, shortcomings and all. The food and eating habits of Italians generally really did seem healthier to me. Uh, call me an ignorant American, but when I envisioned eating my way through Italy, I pretty much thought I was just gonna be making my way through the Italian coast, dining on uh, what I would see as elevated versions of the Olive Garden menu, um, followed by gelato, of course, so much gelato. But that was not the case. The entire experience, though, uh, did give me an idea of why eating like an Italian, or at least more like an Italian, might be beneficial to your health. Just looking around, it was clear that the prevalence of obesity, especially among adults, was significantly less than what I'm used to seeing in the United States. And I'm sure that some of that undoubtedly had to do with the fact that at least in the cities we visited, walking was a major mode of transportation versus in my life, hopping in the giant SUV, piling my crew in. And that's how we get just about anywhere we need to go. That said, I think that the majority of the health benefits are likely related more to the way that they eat. Okay, the first thing really that I wanna talk about are just meals in general. And I'll be honest, I really did not even know how to order in these Italian restaurants. I mean, to me, a full restaurant experience, maybe you get a bread basket, order an appetizer, get your entree, maybe a dessert if you're truly indulging. Um, but the menus in Italy seem to have so many courses. Uh, of course, you started with this delicious bread and butter, But then the menu was broken down into like antipasti, which are sort of like appetizers. But they could be anything from like cured meat and cheese plates to hot dishes and not like the mozi sticks or salads that I was used to. Um, then would be like premi or the first course, which was generally some kind of pasta dish. And the pasta is generally homemade and it's much denser consistency than sort of the dried pasta I'm used to getting from the grocery store. The sauces are super simple. Um, I was shocked. There's no real spaghetti and meatballs, as far as I could tell. Uh, instead, meatballs are really all proteins, came as part of the Second course, which is honestly where I really got lost. As part of the second course, um, you could order your proteins and your sides and then maybe a salad, and then dinner would be finished with uh, dessert, which was sometimes something as simple as mixed fruit and cream. Gelato is definitely a thing, I'm happy to report, but it's more commonly found in shops and street vendors than in the actual restaurants, and I will say that the gelato did not disappoint. Uh, But despite the multiple courses, it did seem the expectation was that you would place your full order sort of at the beginning of the meal, or at least most of it. Um, you weren't really required to order something from each section of the menu, but on the whole, it seemed like the Italians would generally order more than one dish when eating out for lunch or dinner. It was never quite clear to me if certain dishes were really intended to be family style or individual portions, but splitting foods seemed to be very common um, and did certainly apply more to like appetizers and meat dishes, whereas pastas and sometimes even a whole pizza appeared to come more as an individual dish. These are, of course, just my observations, and I am positive we ordered and ate like total tourists. Um, Regardless, the casual, slow nature of the meal and the family style, picking from each dish and from each other's plates, stood in notable contrast to the way that we may be accustomed to eating in restaurants in the United States. The emphasis was clearly just on being together, chatting and sharing. There really were no kids menus, no light menus. I never saw any kids parked in front of an iPad or really didn't see anyone um, spending any significant time on their phones at all. Very few people actually appeared to be dining alone and those that did generally selected small tables outside and would people watch or just enjoy some solitude in their food. Uh, We never felt rushed in these restaurants. And in fact, as we would generally kind of stand up and clear our table as we're accustomed to do for the next user at a restaurant, I was made aware of the fact that our servers actually seemed shocked that we were leaving already. What felt like a leisurely meal to me must have seemed rushed, like a rushed affair to our Italian friends who I imagine conventionally will linger at the table to enjoy each other and each other's company even after all the eating has ended. Knowing my obsession with family meals, I can't help but think that at least some of the health benefits from the Mediterranean diet really may be more related to how they eat. These leisurely, pleasant meals focused on conversation and togetherness and simply just enjoying the food. The other thing I really noticed was that honestly, the raw ingredients, just tastes better. And I know that it's just my opinion, but it was noticeable. Simple things like raw fruits and vegetables simply tasted better there. They were fresher and more flavorful. And living in land-like, Landlocked Nebraska, I'm always ordering seafood whenever I visit like coastal locations. Um, However, I just couldn't get enough of it. I was ordering all kinds of fish, mussels, octopus, lobster, shrimp at every meal. And notably, it was some of the best seafood I've ever tasted in my life. And as a Midwestern girl, I knew better than to order much beef while I was there. Um, To be honest, I'm sure it wouldn't have met my standards for corn-fed taste, though undoubtedly would have probably carried a better health and nutrition profile than what we generally get at home. But from what I can glean, this likely has much to do with the food standards set by European countries. They, like us, have growing seasons. We in the United States certainly have soil, rain, sunshine, adequate resources to grow delicious tasting produce and meats. Um, However, Europe's government has much stricter regulations surrounding genetically modified organisms, pesticide and antibiotic use, than we do here um, in the United States. And priorities in the United States surrounding year-round access to all foods over seasonality and low prices over quality are likely why one of the best plums I have ever eaten in my entire life was in a hotel room in Rome. Another thing that I really thought a lot about was um, how raising adventurous eaters at home has really allowed us to enjoy this experience more as a family. As I've already mentioned, eating in Italy was certainly different than eating at home. In addition to the Italian coast, the cruise also took us to the beautiful country of Malta. Uh, There we went on a tour and that tour included an experience that involves sitting down, all of us together, at a local restaurant to share what they call a plat malty, or a Maltese platter. The plate included a number of traditional Maltese items, including things like olives stuffed with anchovy paste, Maltese goat cheese, spicy Maltese sausage, and sun-dried tomatoes, and then this sort of delicious bean paste that you got little bruschettas to eat with. And this came, of course, with a giant bowl of snails. And uh, so not exactly the afternoon snack that my kids are accustomed to getting, but something they were all eager or at least not like completely reluctant to try. And as I watched my seven-year-old poke a toothpick into a, a snail shell and dig out its contents, eat it, and then profess that it tasted like mushrooms, I couldn't help but appreciate the fact that the attitudes and behaviors that we've been able to cultivate at home are what are allowing us to share and enjoy this exciting experience together. I can't say that my kids, or even I, was a fan of all the new, different food that we tried. And the snail was the single one that went into my daughter's mouth that day. Um, But because we've been able to create an environment where eating together is a pleasant experience for all of us and trying new foods is generally accepted as something fun and exciting we can do together as a family, this was actually one of the highlights of the trip for me. However, I know for families still living in the thick of mealtime and food-related struggles with their kids, I could easily see how this may have been a far different experience for other people. The other thing, finally, that I wanted to say was, even though we had a great time in Italy, we were so excited to come home. Say what you will, but there is no place like home. And while I absolutely had a lovely time with my family in Italy, we could not wait to eat food back in the USA. Even in the land of pizza and gelato, which should seem like a kid's wonderland, I would have to say that I was probably the member of our family that enjoyed eating there the most. Uh, I know part of that was because of my nerdy level of interest in food and observing eating habits and the way that I could see the beauty and benefits that come from the approach to eating they have in Italy, as well as the emphasis and demand for fresh, clean ingredients. That said, when our plane landed in the Atlanta airport for our layover back to Omaha, uh, we could hardly wait to get our, our way to one of the myriad restaurants for something deep fried and delicious. As we sat down at what had to have been our third or fourth choice, Buffalo Wild Wings. We shared a plate of ultimate nachos, which my nine-year-old at that time described as the best meal of his life. (laughs) I couldn't help but appreciate that there are also some very wonderful things about living and eating in the United States that we shouldn't take for granted. For one thing, uh, living in this melting pot means that All kinds of cuisine from all over the world is readily available pretty much anywhere you might go in this country. And while we probably Americanize it, quite a bit, hence why eating Italian food at Olive Garden is really not much like actually eating anything in Italy. Um, I like to think that while we may fall short in many categories like having ridiculously large portion sizes, um, having an increased consumption of a lot of artificial foods and government regulations that promote cost saving over not just taste but health um, and contribute to the issues we see with obesity and diet related disease in this country, there is much to love. Uh, the biggest complaint of our family eating in Italy was seriously just the lack of variety. It turns out that Italians like to eat Italian food. Go figure. <laughs> our family, however, is accustomed to various cuisines every night of the week. Chinese one night, Mexican the next, Indian another, and of course, what we think of as Italian the next day. Uh, if variety is the spice of life, then I have to say the United States is the spiciest place to be. So. While we're still recovering from the 22 hours of total travel time it took us to get back home and the seven hour time difference, uh, now might not be the best time to ask me where I wanna go next, Um, but this trip definitely reinforced for me the value of travel for myself and my kids. Though we're, we're totally tourists, spending time in places that look different from your usual stomping grounds and where the food and customs are not exactly what you're used to, has the distinct advantage of not only allowing you to look more critically at your own life and environment, but also to appreciate those things in your own life that you may take for granted, like tacos. Seriously, someone needs to introduce Europe to tacos. (laughs) And while I can't change the world, I can use this information to make adjustments in our everyday lives and reinforce and build on things that we're already doing continuing to focus on pleasant, joyful, and slow-paced, when feasible, mealtimes is undoubtedly a key to more healthful eating and life. It renews my desire to source and purchase more local, organic, in-season food when possible, even if this just means trying to grow a little bit more in our little backyard garden or making a greater effort to make it to the farmer's market on Saturday mornings this summer understanding how food policy affects our food and our health, I can be a more conscious consumer and voter. I'm renewed in my desire to encourage kids and really all people to be adventurous eaters as I see the way that sharing food and new food experiences can truly enhance life and our understanding of one another. And lastly, it's a reminder that just like Dorothy said, there is no place like home. No place is perfect, and there's plenty of room for improvement in the American food system. I'm pretty sure that if I do try to serve pasta here in the next couple weeks at my house, I will certainly get the stink eye from my family. And I get that. I, for one, will not ever take for granted the wide variety of flavors and cuisine that are available to us just by virtue of living here, and will never, ever again forget the value of living in a place with tacos. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Feeding the Family. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. We'll be back again in two weeks, and we're excited to start a new season here in September.